Welcome to For What It's Worth, introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom, now in its 10th glorious season. There are certain women I just want to bitch slap. <laughs> so in summary, people are awful. <laughs> it's it's kind of true. Banana conda. I'm a horrible person. You leave stuff laying around? I'm a really bad person. Ooh, welcome to my quest womb. Pull that record. We're done. Abort. And we are back for another episode. Um, I got some friends here. Well, I say they're friends. I don't know if they're friends, but say hi, everybody. You haven't paid me yet. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had an agreement. Um, I charge $50 per hour for friendship. Oh, for friendship. Well, you can't see the air quotes, but friendship. Friendship. Wait, is it? I was gonna say, is that like the whole the whole boyfriend experience? No, I just <laughs> I was gonna. I just pretend to be your it. friend for fifty bucks. That's, that's <laughs> oh okay. I was gonna say that it's like Twitch streamers. Oh, you know, parasocial like, relationships. Basic, basically, everybody <laughs> that watches are are paying to be your friend, yeah. right? Is that how wow, it works? Wow, shots fired. <laughs> Does that mean I'm friends with Critical Role? <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. It's like watching your favorite furry on YouTube and you watch so many videos, you feel like you know them. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. we're nailing this intro. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great. Everybody's going to be absolutely I think confused. this is a great time to talk about our patron. No. Please subscribe to our patron. We need Have friends. Have we even said we the name of the show friends. yet? I don't know we did say favorite words. All right. No. Yeah. Uh, no, we're just talking about being friends. I know. We're talking about friends. We're just we're a bunch of friends Wordsworth. talking. We are a bunch of friends. I blame Sammy. He started it. I did start it. I know. I'm terrible. <laughs> but as I am starting it, I am going to start with my recap for, what, it's been a couple of weeks, so let's see. Uh, not a whole ton's going on other than being playing a lot of VR chat with these with these friends of mine. So... <laughs> Are they paid ones, or are they... I don't know. Do I pay you, Rue? I mean, I think you pay me in other ways. Oh, okay. it's Like, it's called time. It's a barter system. It's a barter system. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> it's awesome. Got a... So, what have you been enjoying about VR? Well, other than the fact that I've got, you know... It's so much better when you've got, like, your own custom... Um, avatar... Because, yeah, it's fun running around in other avatars, but when you've got your own, it's it's just that much better. Um, and then we've been playing just a bunch of random games that are on there. We did, like, a prison escape one where some people were prisoners and some people were the guards and the prisoners had to escape without getting caught. That was fun. Um, and then what was the spaceship one we were playing the other night? That one was the fate of the Erebloss. Okay. That one was a lot of fun. We definitely need to do that one again. But yeah, that's been great. I just need to get, you know, my hands on a headset so I can do it for real instead of just on the desktop. Um, you know, I have to admit, that's one thing that's completely different. I mean, A, having your own avatar, that is that is huge. But being able to look down at your own paws and your feet and whatever, that's... That's a definitely a, a spiritual experience. Yeah. Voss can attest when I put my avatar, I almost like broke it. Down. It it just looks so big. Are you in belly your shaming? Hands in VR. <laughs> I think Rue's belly shaming. 
Uh, no, he's just upset when you just look because, down. You, all you see is your pecs. I was going to say, just because some of us can't look down and see our feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happens to your avatar? You can't see your feet? <laughs> no, my avatar's fine. But <laughs> okay. the one, when we were playing around, there was the one that had the huge pecs, and you couldn't see past them. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but yeah, so that's mostly what I've been doing in my free time. Still working on unpacking our house that we've been in for the last couple months, but it's a process and I don't enjoy it. So it's a slow process. <laughs> um, but yeah, what about you, Nuka? I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, uh, I've unpacked my entire house that I moved into. <laughs> uh, what, you? <laughs> no, we just, uh. We Do you want to did... come unpack my house? Absolutely. Yeah, for $50 an hour. We've, we've established the going rate of. Okay. <laughs> No, I uh, I moved into a new house. This is my my first house. This is exciting. It's uh uh we've been renovating it and stuff. So we we I finally have my my brand new office established. Uh, I have a my own bedroom finally. Uh, it's nice. It's it's nice to to be able to to sort of add LED lighting and and put art up everywhere and be able to do that. Uh, and then with establishing my my office, I'm I'm straight to work over the summer. Uh, currently editing the first science book, which will be hopefully coming out by the end of the summer. That's the plan. I'm about a third of the way through editing the book right now. So that's awesome. So for that book, is it like gonna contain all the details for all the things you've like all your surveys and things you've done over the years? Yep, it's it's everything we've done as far as science starting from like 2010 up till 2022 condensed into like an organized book uh, that'll That's be awesome. like 500 pages or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny at work, I've... So my coworkers know I'm a furry, which is great. Um, no, it's fine. They're all, they don't care. Um, but they'll ask me things about furry and sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, I can I can show you the statistics. And I've sent them like links from the first first science website. And then they'll one of them was going through it for like a couple hours. And he's like, wow, there's some really interesting data on here because he's all about like, you know, numbers and data. He's yeah. He does that stuff. But he's like, wow, there's stuff on here I would never have even thought about, like. Relating to furries or what they're into. So it's it's funny because I'm like. Oh, look, here's a good resource to answer all your questions. Yep. <laughs> and You know, Nuka, uh, sorry I to did. interrupt you. I was going to ask you, have you ever thought about, like, maybe doing, like, a study on non-furries about what they think furries are? Um, A little bit. We've, we've done a little bit of it. Uh, not, yeah, it's it's kind of tricky to do, but because uh, if you want to say, well, get a get a general audience sample, where do you get a general audience from, right? Like we can do, we've done things with like college undergrads and stuff, but they're usually our college undergrads. And so, you know, the, the campus that I'm on is fairly small. So everyone who who's on campus already sort of knows about the furry professor. And so it's kind of hard <laughs> to get a truly naive sample. So um, it's sort of a matter of where do you go to find a few thousand random people who are willing to do a survey, but. It's yeah. it's we we we've tinkered around with it a little bit. Um, we're 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 get, we, it's what it's on our giant to do list. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it's... what would be fun with that would be to go to just like your local like Comic Con or other nerd convention. Yeah, we've done it with I feel anime like that's fans. a really big mixed mixed bag of people who do know and don't know. Because you've done it with anime fans, but again, fifty percent of furries are anime fans. So there's, you know, 
you can't get away from the fact that there's some bleed over between that as well. So, but anyways, been editing the book and the hope is, uh, we'll have it available for free on the website. And then, uh, we want to print off like a hundred copies or whatever and bring it to the cons with us and sort of hand them out. So we can have a physical copy of it as well. I want a copy. <laughs> I'll I'll even pay. Yeah, for it. I was it's, like, I'll buy a copy. Well, the, the we're we're self publishing through Amazon, so we don't make any money off of it. Uh, you can either download it for free as an ebook on Amazon, or you can pay like just the cost of having it printed, and Amazon will print it and ship it to you for like eight bucks or something. So. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Huh. All right. That's awesome. No, I'm excited. Rue, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I just barely got done with another one of those um those lovely clubhouse night so that was kind of fun it was very successful we had a lot of people there we had like 30 and it was it was fun it was enjoyable night um other than that i basically have been in vr chat a lot yep and um and been playing survival games i just barely picked up the new Breath of the Wild, and I have to say, Voss, I really think that you would like this Breath of the Wild because there is a hell of a lot of building that's required in this game. So that could be a plus or a minus to other people. I've already seen a lot of videos of very, very weird and bizarre things that people have made. Yes, I see. The, I saw that one too of that great big, huge, gigantic man that had a. A great big huge like rocket penis yeah. that Link shot an arrow <laughs> at and then had testicles that blew up the whole entire thing. Yeah, I I totally, totally saw that as well. Uh, uh this is quality podcasting here. That, All right, that, that, was, there was that about. one as well. There was also the one where they attached an explosive barrel to Link's boomerang and then it missed its target and guess what happened when it came back? Blew up Link. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's, funny. it's Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, it's Tears of the Kingdom, and they do a lot of building mechanics, and you can, like, basically anything that you see in the world, like, for example, if you see a bomb flower, you can attach it to an arrow, and you have a bomb arrow, or, I saw, you know. I saw a clip that was, like, someone attached, there's, like, mining carts, and they attached it to their shield, and then they you could basically skateboard. Cause you can I slide. Didn't think about doing that. Yeah, you can you slide serious? on your shield, and then they're like, "Oh, it's got wheels, so you can just skateboard." Yeah, <laughs> it's it's wild, but yeah. Click. What about you? What have you been up to? Um, I haven't been spending a lot of time in VR, even though I'm there. <laughs> uh, just a lot of work the last two weeks, really. Yeah, I haven't had a day off. Well, that's not good. You need to have a day off. Didn't you go to California? I did. Why did you go to California? Because I had to go fix things. Oh, did they pay you more for that? No. 50 bucks an hour is the going rate I hear. <laughs> well, it was, all, it was all overtime, but... Yeah. Well, that sucks. He got stranded in the dunes of the desert. Yeah, oh. out there in the middle of nowhere. Bought me a new toy. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got yourself a brand new motorcycle, vroom vroom. Yeah. Ooh, what you get? I don't have a problem. I can quit anytime I want, <laughs> even though I have four now. Well, well, <laughs> now you technically have five. Well, no. We, well, we have four. That just means oh, okay. you need friends to come over and ride your other motorcycles. 
Yeah, well, you've or got build one, a contraption yeah. to write all four of them at once. Well, at the same time. Yeah, I've got one, but it's not running currently. So, but I do have my license. So. <laughs> so yeah, that's about it for me. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. So this fourth motorcycle is owned by who? That would unfortunately be me. Unfortunately. <laughs> Click, click kept t- talking about it, and then I started looking into it, and then I was like, okay, I'll start. I'll go. And then one day I bought, I went down and took my test and got my, my learners for my motorcycle, and then the next day I bought the motorcycle. <laughs> I mean, that- Makes me proud, following them in my footsteps. That's one way to do it. Most people buy the motorcycle before they even do the test and get their permit. That is kind of weird. Yeah. Because, you know, you'd think it'd be like, okay, I have the license. Maybe I'll go rent one to see if I even like it before I spend buku dollars on a motorcycle. Yeah. Nah, that's not how we play. Nah, just go buy <laughs> yeah. it, and then I'll figure it out later when I get pulled over for not having a motorcycle that, license. That's kind of how you always, how you guys always are. You just kind of I've always been you dive way. in headfirst on anything <laughs> that you are in. This, is, this was very much a click move that i did yeah <laughs> that's awesome. normally i'm a lot more reserved i'm like okay i'll just slowly pace myself out and then see what it's like nah. no i went full click no. mode and just <laughs> jumped in got it bought a motorcycle gonna send ready. it that's awesome what have you been up to Voss? uh just i got that motorcycle and then started learning how to ride it it's been it's been a fun experience oh. it's it's different because it's an electric motorcycle. Oh, interesting. So getting the quirks worked out of that, how it rides, charge, how far I can go. Huh. How do you feel about this electric motorcycle quick? Uh, it's his. It's electric. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I've seen you some know, of those. But... They look pretty cool. I, I start to think that he thinks he's alone because he can't hear me. <laughs> It was throwing me off can't to not hear, hear the either. engine noise of a, of a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the same with like the electric vehicles and stuff. It's, you know, because I work at a at a campus at the like the biggest campus in the state, uh, university, and so many people have electric or hybrid vehicles, and it's like you don't hear them coming, or they make like the little <laughs> like tiny whirring noise, a little buzz. Yeah. yeah. And then I turn around, or I'm like. Oh, I'm gonna cross this road and there's a car there and I'm like, ah oh, shit. <laughs> Every time. Every time. All right. Hey, Rue, did you bring any snacks for us? You know, I did, but it's gonna cost you guys fifty dollars each. Fifty bucks an hour. Part yeah, that's it's part of the it premium. Takes you a here. whole hour to read a cookie? Yes. When are you yes, getting paid fifty dollars an hour? Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> then I guess I'm just gonna pull the zipper down. Oh my. Oh my, here's the cookie. Love your inner family. Love yourself. In bed with a cookie. Uh, I think it's illegal in some states to love your family. Love your inner inner family and love yourself in bed with a cookie. Hey, you know what? Charlie did that. Charlie and his family, you know, they, they, they love getting all in the same bed and... Oh, hanging out. you mean like stuff God, like that? your mind goes to some weird like place. Like Willy Wonka? That's a break. That's a break. <laughs> I, wow. Okay. Well, with that antidote, 
we will take a break and be back in a God, it's still we're still tainted by the memory of, of oh, yes it charlie well but, let's get on to the topic and maybe that'll help us yeah well, i see we can we can watch watch the previous topic off by uh, discussing uh today's topic which is polyamory isn't that like poly- what polygamy? is it who is it where is it well i'm glad you asked we should we should define the topic of polyamory i guess for full for full disclosure or for context i guess we should Maybe I should uh, mention that I, I am polyamorous, so I can speak to this a little bit from uh, my own perspective. I don't know about everyone else around the table. I mean, I consider myself able to be polyamorous, but I've never had a polyamorous relationship. Um, but it is one of those things where it's like, if the person came along and it would work, and we could make it work, I would be interested in doing it. For me, it's more, I, I don't know, for me, it's an open relationship. That, that's what, So I think that's kind of different than polyamory itself, isn't it? Or is it the same thing? Well, I guess, I guess it's worth discussing. So, um, in defining polyamory, uh, we, we can sort of go to a dictionary, and they might say something along the lines of uh, you know, the practice of having more than one open romantic relationship at a time, right? So... It's contrasted against monogamy. Monogamy is what, you know, uh, most people will sort of think of when you think about a relationship. Oh, two people together, dating, getting married, that sort of thing. That's monogamy. Uh, polyamory is sort of throwing other people into the mix. Uh, it's also sort of contrasted against, when you, uh, I, I teach psychology of sex, so this is all sort of what I tell my students. Uh, it's contrasted against what we might call consensual non-monogamy. Or sorry, sorry, it is consensual non-monogamy contrasted against non-consensual non-monogamy. So consensual non-monogamy is we are non-monogamous, you know, we, we, uh, other people are involved besides just two, and we're cool with that. That's consensual or uh, ethical non-monogamy. Uh, when people think of things like cheating or screwing around on your partner, we call that non-consensual non-monogamy. That's you've added another person to the mix, and maybe not everyone was cool with that. Uh, that is not what we're talking about when we talk about polyamory today. Although, We'll talk about some of the, the misconceptions people have about it as well. Uh, a little bit more terminology really quickly here. Um, we can contrast uh, polyamory, which is sort of a big catch-all umbrella term for any of these relationships that involve more than two people, um, with uh, polygamy, which is a very specific term that refers specifically to 
uh, legal marriage to uh, more than one person, right? So uh, a man who has two wives, uh, that would be the idea of uh, polygamy. That uh, is, so that, that is in, in, in most states, as far as I know, speaking from Canada here, that is illegal under American law to have more than, than one uh, legal marriage partner. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as far as I know. Illegal. Yeah. So polygamy is illegal, but polyamory is not. So just to sure. uh, clarify. Sorry, not to, not to derail everything, but every time you say mm-hmm. non-monogamous, all I can think of is da-da-na-na-na. Manamana. <laughs> Get get out of your system now. But um, I mean, what a really important thing to note too, and and this sort of came up with 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 Sammy's question. Um, there's no really clear def non monogamy uh uh, or or polyamory can take on a lot of different forms, right? There's no Mm -hmm. one picture perfect textbook example of of what is a a uh, a perfect polyamorous relationship, right? So ask different people and they'll tell you that, oh, it can include different things, right? So for some folks, polyamory is like a polycule or a throuple where instead of two people who love each other, there's three people or four people who all love each other, right? So three people all in this sort of three-person relationship together. Uh, for other people, what that looks like might be, oh, uh, I'm dating someone and that person is dating someone else, but I'm not dating their partner. Right. So it can look like that. Or maybe, um, you know, both partners have multiple partners themselves. Maybe there's like a main couple with peripheral couples attached to that. Um, can, can I interrupt for a second? Sorry. A, th- oh, sorry. a, th- a throuple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if you have a throuple set up um, where you have three mm-hmm. of them, does that become a closed relationship between those three or are they still open to add another corner to their relationship? It, it, could, it could be both. And that, that's the thing about polyamory. It's a really big, broad umbrella term. Yeah. Um, it can include any of these things. And, and, and this, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, is one of the, the not issues, one of the things that comes up with some people wondering, oh, am I actually polyamorous or... Because if you have an idea in your head that polyamorous only includes this one conceptualization, you might not consider yourself to be polyamorous, despite the fact that you may well fall under this big, broad, catch-all umbrella. Yeah. Um, other forms that it can take, just to sort of finish the, the little list I've got here, um, sometimes it can be very, very unofficial. Like, hey, you know, we're together, but when I'm out of town or, you know, when I'm off on a business trip, you know, we'll agree that we can see other people. But then when I'm back in town, it's just us. That's that could potentially count. Um, it can be a don't ask, don't tell situation where, oh, my partner and I both, uh, you know, we, we sort of see other people, but, uh, you know, we just don't talk to each other about it. We just do our own thing. Um, my, my favorite term that I've heard, uh, and this is sort of what I practiced for many years, what we call just relationship anarchy, which is there's, you know, trying to to document it and organize it is more trouble than it's worth. And it's just people are involved with people and, you know, uh, it's kind of a, a mixed mishmash of things. Uh, but all those try- things. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm not trying to put a label on it as harder than the act itself. <laughs> yeah. So I- I've always loved the term relationship anarchy. I always thought it was That's great. awesome. Yeah. I like that. I'll try and remember that one. Uh, a couple of little factoids as well to just sort of bring in for, for uh, sorry, I'm in scientist professor mode here. Um, polyamory is more prevalent than a lot of people think. Uh, it's on the radar out there. 
Uh, if you ask people straight up, you know, do you consider yourself to be polyamorous? About four to five percent of Americans will say yes to that. But if you actually ask, hey, have you ever been in some kind of open or polyamorous relationship? Uh, up to one in five or twenty percent of Americans will say yes to that. So a lot of folks have tried it, even though, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of folks who've tried it and decided that's not for them. But uh, we could say that about five or so percent of Americans will say yes to this. Uh, if you ask in the furry fandom, it's about twice that many, about 10% of furry, or 8 to 10% of furries will uh, consider themselves to be polyamorous. So uh, that's the definition of it, uh, very loose working definition of what we're talking about here. Does that well, sort of it, match what you guys have heard about it or thought about it? or? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that overall it's it's somewhat what I've thought about it. I, I do, going back to relationship anarchy, that's kind of funny. <laughs> like I've never heard of that term before. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think that overall that you, you've defined it pretty well within the, those different forms. D defining and it's in, in not having, yeah, defining yeah, it in a very yeah, broad yeah. way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> defining it without a definition. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's kind of what you have to do because, and I, I talk about this with my class. One of the problems you run into is that as soon as you start trying to come up with something more concrete, you accidentally start excluding people who would call themselves polyamorous but don't fit into your neat little box. Um, yes, yeah, so you either include people who you don't, or you either exclude people who you don't want to uh, exclude, or you include people who who wouldn't call themselves polyamorous. Right. So you got to be really careful about the, realizing these are all kinds of lines in the sand, and no one person is the uh, authority on what does and all right you know me ever. enough you know how i like to be devil's advocate sometimes so here you go yep. isn't this just like a glorified way of saying that you like to cheat on your partner <laughs> you've you've gotten a little ahead of me we actually uh was going to talk about that a little bit later <laughs> on in the episode but it's we, we can bring it up right now very briefly um so it's different in the sense that uh, everyone is involved. Everyone knows about it, right? Uh, so this is the difference between non-consensual non-monogamy and consensual non-monogamy. Monomena. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, so in non-consensual monogamy, um, feelings get hurt. People aren't kept in the know. Uh, so, so yeah, your, your, you know, your decision to do something behind your partner's back is not considered to be uh, without their knowledge, yeah, uh, it's not considered to be uh, polyamory in this case. It's just considered cheating. Right, because polyamory is basically, you, you know, it, it it's another form of relationship. It's not a form of betrayal. Yeah, yeah, right. In in the same way that that if I take you know if, if I take some apples from Rue without paying, right, that is thievery. But if we've agreed beforehand, then it is not thievery. Right. It's yeah. Exchange, exactly. You know, an exchange of goods and services. Yeah. So it's the devil's in the details <laughs> when it comes to these things, right? You can say, well, you're having sex with someone who's not, you know, your one of your partners. Do they know about it or not? This makes a world of difference, as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because listening to your, you know, going through kind of the definition of of what it is it makes it's it's one of those where it's in line with with furry in a way because it's it falls under that same radar of you ask 10 people what this means you're getting <laughs> 11 answers you know furry and fur the furry fandom and why they're furry 
is different for everybody and the experience that they want out of it. And so it's, it's a big amorphous concept. Yeah. yeah, it's an amorphous concept that everybody can define themselves into what makes them the most happy and comfortable and feel fulfilled in their relationship in their lives or or how they hey, they want to go about hey, it. Click. Um what's amorphous? <laughs> what? <laughs> it uh, poorly defined. No no, yeah. no clear boundaries. Okay. Th- th- thank you. Amorphous would be non-morphous, yeah. right? <laughs> non yeah. the non-morphic. So yeah. um so I'm one one good question would be why? Yeah. Like the the norm is, you know, two person relationship. Why would you know why why would you why would pe- so many people want to stray from the mm. norm? So there's uh the sort of I can give like a really nerdy scientific answer and then I can give a more both sort of give both. Uh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> so the nerdy scientific answer, if you dig into things like evolutionary psychology, uh there's a, and, and there's a lot of problems with evolutionary psychology, I should point out right out of the gate for those who are are uh, cringing a bit at that. Uh, I I hear your cringe. Uh, but one of the the arguments that's been put forth is that humans in our sort of evolutionary history never actually evolved to be permanently monogamous the way we try to now. Around societies, many societies have built into them this idea of marriage and lifelong pair bonding. But some have suggested that because of our evolutionary pressure, we may actually be more hardwired for something called uh, serial monogamy. So this idea of um, you meet up with a person, you, you have a baby with them, uh, you stick around long enough to make sure this little baby doesn't like fall off of a cliff. You basically help raise it to like somewhat viable, and then you part ways, and then you know you meet up with someone else, right? So maybe three, four, five years of this long-term pair bonding before you sort of uh, uh, break it off and go with someone else. Um, it's been suggested by some, and not everyone agrees with this, but some evolutionary psychologists have argued that this is sort of what our instincts have been hardwired for, and as a result, when you try to cram a being for whom this was their what they were hardwired for into lifelong pair bonding you get things like high rates of cheating people being unsatisfied in really long relationships right uh, and they'll point to things like oh look after about four to five years look at the rate of like cheating in marriages and some statistics they suggest that as many as 50 percent of people have cheated in their relationships that's that's a really high number for a species that's supposedly like built for exclusively yeah monogamous. right yeah so 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 the scientific answer is that well actually maybe as a species that's what we're supposed to be is something resembling not lifelong monogamy um not necessarily polyamory but something besides this lifelong monogamy the other answer that i would give would be you know the more uh the answer that i think most polyamorous people would give would be something along the lines of well i'm just happier it makes more sense to me uh, to be in a relationship like this. So maybe uh, being told that I can only love one person at a time is very limiting to me, right? What if I love two different people? Archie loves Veronica and Betty, right? Why can't he have both? Why is he forced to 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 only uh, be with one person, right? Why not you know ha- uh, be able to date both person, right? Um, Perhaps different partners satisfy different needs, right? People are very complex beings. Um, 
maybe I have a, a partner who's very good at, at, at being fun and playful. And I have another person who's very good at, you know, pouring my heart and soul out to and, and why, you know, try to dump all of those needs onto a single person might be asking a lot of them, you know, in the same way that if you have one really good friend, I say, why do you need more friends? You've already got one friend, right? You say, well, yeah, but I, I get something <laughs> out of having more friends. And polyamorous people might say the same thing is true when it comes to love. Um, Other friends pay better. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the going rate. Yeah, it's a very competitive <laughs> market for, for friends right now. <laughs> that no that's actually a really good analogy though it's like yeah i have a best friend what well, why do you need more that's a, that's actually a really good and it way falls to look under at the it. whole you know us as humans we're social creatures and what we want out of those social interactions right, right. you know it's different for for everybody at the same at the same time on the opposite side of the coin I think it's up to each individual, right? Yeah. So if they have decided that this closed relationship is what works for oh, them, yeah. good on them. If that's what they want to do, and I think that it's important for all of us to be respectful of that. I, I see a lot of things on on you know Twitter once in a while where people get upset or frustrated because they're you know th things end up happening or or like people keep hitting on this person but they're in a close close relationship i mean i i can see both sides of it and i can see how it can kind of be frustrating uh to individuals just just playing the other side of the coin so i think it's important for us to kind of know and be respectful of other people's relationships and define for yourself what type of relationship that well and you in want. no way are we saying you know, one is bad and one is good and you should do one or the other. This is very much, it's a personal choice. It's what, it's what works for, for the individual. Um, and we never want to be, you know, that's one thing we, we very advocate in this show is we are like, we're not here to say what's good and what's bad. We're just here to talk about topics and maybe sometimes educate a little bit. That's why it's called for what it's worth and not for what it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's worth pointing out. I think, I think this knee-jerk reaction sometimes happens from people. And I'm not saying you're doing it here. Uh, but there's a knee-jerk reaction to say, oh, you know, I'm polyamorous and blah, blah, blah. And a person hears that and says, oh, so why are you hating on monogamy? And, I, you know, it, it's like we say, oh, I like chocolate. What the hell do you have against vanilla? It, 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 it's, it's fine, right? My, my liking of chocolate doesn't detract from the fact that it's okay to like vanilla. Um, so I think that a lot of people, when they hear about polyamory, there's this knee-jerk felt need to defend monogamy. And I think it's very few polyamorous people who will make the extreme claim that, oh, there's something wrong with monogamy. They just say, oh, it just doesn't, it doesn't jive with me. It's not, it's not, it's, you know, it's not something that I want. And that's okay. That doesn't take anything away from people who do prefer monogamous relationships. You know, I think it's with anything, Nuka. I honestly believe that we all there. There is a lot of gray area that happens on any sort of topic, and um, really, um, it not things just aren't black and white. They they just aren't in life. I know things that are black and white. Zebras. They're called zebras. Called it. <laughs> Stop. But, no, it's it's funny. I was thinking, like, you know, when you're. We were talking a little bit, you were talking a little bit before about like cheating and things like that. And one thing that my wife and I, 
when we're watching TV shows or movies or whatever, and then you always have this like love triangle, and it's like, oh no, they need to choose a partner, and we're sitting there watching TV, and we're like, why? Why not just have <laughs> all of them? <laughs> like, why don't the three of them just get together? It's gonna be more fun that way anyway. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's Inuyasha. definitely why. yeah, Kagome, Inuyasha. Kagome, sorry, Kagome, and what's the other one? Who's Kikyo? Yeah, I was gonna say Shishomaru. No, that's the weird brother. Um, actually, hey, that would be a that's a whole different subject. That's a whole other subject. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of those where, like, as like a society, and like you know everything around us, it's like no monogamy, and then we, those of us on the outside, go, but why? But why? Well, and, and and one thing I wanted to mention as a really good example, I, I always like this as an example from from one of my past relationships. Um, it, it, it's a subject of like every terrible comedy act. Right, listen to really bad comedy, and you'll hear people talk about marriage as hell. Marriage is awful, right? Oh, I'm miserable and I'm married, right? And and one of the reasons for that, I think, is because in in monogamous relationships, sometimes you're forced to be everything for someone, right? And and that can be perfectly fine, right? Um, but there are, and, and, and to, to speak to one of my past relationships, I was, uh, in a relationship with someone, uh, who was very, very, kinky. They, they, they were very, very kinky. They had a very elaborate, uh, you know, set of things that they liked. Uh, I'm an incredibly vanilla person myself. Right. And so in trying to give that to that person, like, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I am not at all interested in rope play. I'm not at all interested in spanking you. I, I, I'm, these are just not things that resonate with me. Um, and, and there was a bit of frustration there. Where I'm like, I can't give you something that you want and you don't want to pressure me into doing something that, that I don't want to do. And one of the things we agreed upon was, hey, wouldn't it be great if you could, when you're, when you're feeling that, when you're really wanting that, you can go out and they had another partner for whom they, they would go out and they would get tied up for hours and spang, get, get it all out of the system and do everything that they wanted to. And they would come home completely happy they would come home like that it just ecstatic that was a fantastic night they were very happy they got what they wanted i didn't get put in an awkward situation where i just felt frustrated that i i couldn't give them something that they want i got to stay home and play video games so like i get what i want you get what you want and we both come home really happy right and i think that that was a really good arrangement for us we were both very happy with that i couldn't give them something that they wanted um they were able to get that thing that they wanted Again, not for everyone, but in that particular case, it it satisfied what both of us wanted, and I think that was great. That's funny because that's kind of how my relationship is. Kind of. That's exactly how yours, Ruse, <laughs> yeah. and my relationship yeah. are. Yeah, it's very much well, and especially like because because my my wife is she's ace, so she's she's like I don't really, you know, we don't do that. And so I can, with us, it's like all we can pour the emotion and the love into each other and do the things for each other. But then when it's like, I'm like, I need to get, you know. Rail. Yeah, I need to get, I need to go get fucked up by somebody. Yeah. Scientifically speaking. And I'll be like, hey, I'm going to go over to whoever's house. And she's like, okay, have fun, be safe. You know, don't, you know make it yeah it's always make good choices <laughs> and then you know we have our set of things that we have to do bef- before like i have to do before i come home which is fine but 
you know, it works because she can't give me that and it takes that pressure off. Yeah. Because before when it was like, you know, we really figured that out. It was a lot of like, I feel terrible as a partner mm -hmm. because I can't give you what you want. Yeah. And then I was like, well, it's okay. I don't, you know, and then so those, those things, like you said, sometimes, you, sometimes you get those ones that work and you're like, you know, the pair is like perfect for each other. Awesome. But, you know, I think that's, I think that's more rare to find a perfect partner that will be able to fulfill everything. And and this isn't prescriptive. This isn't saying that you, that, if, 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 that if there's a couple like this that they can't work to try to find some way to negotiate it just amongst the two of them. That's fine yeah. too, right? It's a, for my particular relationship, this was the solution that worked the best for us. For others, if you really want to try to make it work and if you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll learn to become kinky or maybe you'll just sort of uh, uh learn to to find small amounts of uh, of things satisfying in our relationship and maybe you don't need to be tied up to have a good time. you know if the, if you want to negotiate that that there's nothing wrong with that right I, i'm not trying to say that this is the only way to do it but it's one of the reasons why a person might arrive at polyamory is this this was appealing yeah definitely. and that definitely definitely makes sense i just wanted to add to that like if you find yourself in any relationship whatsoever and you're feeling like that you have to change yourself for that particular individual um and you're finding yourself be completely uh, a, a different person uh, and i know that it's not 100 percent within polyamory but just to bring that up um, maybe that relationship isn't the the one that you need to be in. And we'll actually yeah. talk about that after Just the that after out. the break. We can talk about that. I think talk about the idea of um, communication. I think that's one thing that people don't often uh, appreciate. That, yeah. It's a huge part of yeah. polyamory. But definitely. Well, there's one more thing on here that I think would be fun to ask, um, especially since you are the one. I'm going to call you our one expert in this. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it feels weird to be called an expert on it. Because again, I'm sure that some people yeah. who take polyamory more seriously than I do, like they study it, <laughs> would be like, this This is just some guy who was in a polyamorous relationship. He's not an expert. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyways. But how did, how did you learn about it? How, what was it that, that what was your moment of, oh, this, this can work for, for me and for, for my relationship? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's weird. Because I wouldn't say it, at least the polyamorous people that I know didn't necessarily start out polyamorous, right? In the same way that if you're, you know, uh, if you're gay or bisexual, right? From the beginning, because we live in a world that is very heteronormative, in a world. At, the, <laughs> at the very beginning, you might think, well, okay, I'm going to try this straight thing out because that's what everyone else is, right? And it's like somewhere in the back of your mind, something doesn't feel right, but you try to have a go at it for a while. That's sort of how I felt in relationships, right? Like I, I'd be in a relationship and I'd be, you know, reasonably happy in the relationship. But I'm like, you know, I can't shake the feeling that like something doesn't, it's not, you know, something's not clicking. I, mean, I can't put words to it, but I can't. And then I, uh, when I was in college, uh, I dated someone who just completely shook the script up. She's like, oh, you know, we can date or whatever. I'm like, cool. And she's like, oh, just to let you know, I have a boyfriend already. And I was like, oh, so I guess we're not going to date then. And she was like, no, no, we can still date. And I'm like, explain. <laughs> and... <laughs> But how? Yeah, like, this is this is news to me. Uh, and, and again, at the time, polyamory wasn't something that was as widely known about as as is now. Thank you, internet. Um, but yeah, it was like, oh, I didn't realize that was a thing. And so I sort of 
tried it out with with her and i i found very quickly that's like everything just kind of clicked i'm like oh this is what i've been looking for things make so much more sense now uh and, and ever since then it's been kind of fun i've been that person for about five to six different people right where i i've dated someone and i've I, you know always being very upfront hey i'm polyamorous this is my deal you know you can take it or leave it if you want um you know let people know up front rather than springing it on them, say, six months into a relationship. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, they're cool with it. And they go, you know, I, I, I've had people who I've dated for, for a few years and then they go their own way. And then like, oh, I'm still polyamorous today because of that. So um, I think oftentimes one of the things that helps is to, to meet someone who's polyamorous and go, oh, you know, I, it, it, stumbling into it that way seems to be how a lot of folks find it, I think. And it's funny because that definitely seems to be a way, like, if you don't know because of, you know, upbringing, where you are, whatever, you don't know these things exist, and then you meet someone, and you're like, that's an option? Yep. We can do this? <laughs> that was, that was like, me learning about what being transgender was. I went, wait, that's a thing I can no do? No one told me Why I had Why did that? I not know yeah. about this? So, that's awesome. So, so, Sammy, I have a question for you. Okay. So you you create the show notes today, right? I what? You did you create the show notes today? I created them, but Nuka oh, added Nuka a lot did? of them. Yeah, Nuka did. So Nuka, you said here throw to break. Who who are we throwing to break? Are we throwing me to break? Are we throwing the listener to break? We're gonna throw Rue out the window so it'll break the window. And and that's and, that's and we'll see how many so. pieces Rue breaks into at the bottom. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, so give us a minute. minute. We're gonna go through throw Rue out the I'll window. I'll get my I'll get my uh, my uh, breaking gloves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Hey there, folks. Do you know what the FCC is? Neither do we. But apparently, they require us to let people know every so often just what the heck they're listening to. We call these little segments where we tell people that they're listening to for what it's worth iDents. And we need your help to make them more interesting. God knows you don't need to be listening to any more of our voices. So if you've got a good radio voice or even just an interesting voice or just a voice or if you want to add your own bit of quirkiness to the show, uh, just send us a recording of you telling folks uh, who you are and that they're listening to for what it's worth. You can email those idents to us directly uh, or send them to us through SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash FWIW. And you might just hear yourself in the next episode. Technology, it's wacky, right? Thank you to our Patreons. You make this happen. 
Rictus, Liphus, Tenax, Ashton Sergal, Nuka, Bubble Whip, Chaphogriff, Aussie, Black Baldric, Ligris, Tyre, Ichigo Okami, Guardian Lion, Rivka. Demonetization. Do 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 do. Demonetization. Do 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 do. Okay, welcome back. Hi guys. That was. What <laughs> was that? You like, you like how we left you there to hang? Yes, that was bad. <laughs> that was really bad. So, That's because you're behind on your fifty dollars. So how many pieces did you um you know did you did I break? I'm not gonna lie, we we put you together, but like. Like like with the, I I said like IKEA furniture, there's still a few screws and a board left that I'm not sure where they go. Mm, but, is that why mm, the I'm sure they weren't important. Is that why they did a really bad like comeback segue? Maybe that's what one Probably. of those bolts was for. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like when you take apart you know a TV remote and then you're like, what are these pieces for? And you're like, mm, fine. Seems to work just fine. <laughs> so let's jump right back into the topic. We were going to be talking a little bit more about the misconceptions of polyamory. Is that correct? Yeah. So cause you sort of alluded to one of them already, the idea of like, oh, isn't this just cheating, right? Like, uh, and I've been asked that before, right? So I've had people, when I try to explain the polyamory thing, like, oh, you just want to cheat on your partner, but not feel guilty about it. That's what this is. Um. And so I guess the counterpoint to that would be, well, the difference is, you know, that everyone involved knows about it, right? So if it's just cheating, then you're trying, you're by definition trying to sneak something behind your partner's back. Uh, in polyamory, everyone's informed, everyone's knowledgeable about it. And, and it sort of gives you a chance to negotiate these things. So you might say, well, hey, if you want to, to, to see other people, fine. But maybe I want to do that too, right? So, so you sort of work those sorts of things out. Um, that's sort of a major difference between just cheating and polyamory as you talk about it and, you know, everyone's kind of in agreement about it. Has anybody ever personally asked, um, said that to you? Nuka? Asked if it's just cheating or? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've had a few, I've had a few different people ask me like, oh, like, do you just want to cheat on your partner? Is that what this is? And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, it, it, it sort of shows what you think about me if that's what you assume this is about. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, cheating as a as a definition is you know kind of doing something that other people don't know about and it's it's like you know you're cheating at a card game while well, you're doing it so other people don't know and so you can be you know win or whatever you know but if it's if it's if it's say you know you're like hey i want to go do stuff with this person and there and your partner says no I'm, I'm not comfortable with that right now and then you still go do it that's cheating then yes yeah yeah it's 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 the overall answer of yeah that's okay that changes where it becomes cheating or not i think that was actually part of my my initial interest in in um in this as well in my very first relationship that i ever had way back when i was a, a little guy not that little but uh, the first person I ever dated ended up cheating on me. And I was like really hurt by that. And I was like, you know, I'm like, I wouldn't have even been, I was thinking about it and sort of processing the emotions. I was like, you know, I wouldn't have even been upset if you wanted to go like on dates and stuff with this other person. Uh, I, I, it was the not telling me about a part that was really hurtful. I'm like, like that, like that betrayal was the, the hurtful part, right? I'm like, man, yeah, you know, if you want to date this other person, we could have just 
done that and you could go on we could be like archie and betty and veronica right you just date two different uh, fine but it it was the part that you didn't tell me about it that hurt the most and so um that's the part i think that's that that makes it different um what about so i know a lot of things well one thing that a lot of people struggle with um and i feel like that's just kind this is just kind of a human nature kind of thing is is jealousy yeah people people get jealous people are like well why are you doing that with that person why you know why why don't i why don't we do that or or things like that but i feel like people in like human nature is to be a little jealous i think that's something we're maybe a little wired for i don't know that's just well i think it's totally normal to be jealous i think most people you know have a you know not just in relationships but also things like oh if you have a friend and that friend has started spending more time lately with another friend right it's i, I think it's you know a lot of people will get kind of jealous and be kind of upset about that um what i would suggest when it comes to jealousy is is investigate that jealousy right so if you if you find yourself feeling jealous sort of process that emotion really think about it and sort of do some soul searching and say okay what what is this jealousy that i'm feeling right so uh, is it a feeling of possessiveness? Is it a feeling I feel like I should own my partner and that they should not be allowed, you know, they should not be able to see people unless, uh, you know, I, I dictate that they can, or I, I'm just bothered by the fact that they have a life outside of me. Is that what's bothering you? Or is it like insecurity? For a lot of people, I think jealousy is actually just insecurity. It's like, oh, I don't like the thought of my partner seeing someone else because. I don't think I'm a very good partner and they'll realize that other person is better than me and they'll leave me for that other person. Right. And so the jealousy yeah. is actually your own. And this isn't for everyone. Of course, this isn't the case with everyone, but for in some cases, jealousy is insecurity. And I would say, well, maybe that insecurity is what needs to be worked on. Right. So with my partners, if my partner wants to go date someone else, right. I'm confident and comfortable enough, you know, that, Oh, I'm a good partner. Someone would like to date me. My partner, I think likes me enough that they wouldn't just, up and leave me for someone else but especially if 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 we're open in our relationship anyways we're polyamorous right they 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 have no reason to want to leave right so what why am i being upset about them i why 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 would that bother me so i think if you process that jealousy um you, you you can see that in some cases at least oh it's it's something else and the jealousy isn't actually you know it kind of goes away once you get some self-confidence or it goes away when you start to realize oh that's just me being kind of petty and wanting to make demands of my partner's time or my time, my partner's attention that maybe aren't fair to me. Yeah. I also think it's, it's another one of those like society, like not society. Well, I guess societal in the way of the way things are shown in media of like, you should want what like, you should want what your neighbor has. Oh, your neighbor went and bought a new car. You need to go buy a new car too because, you know, if if you don't have these things, you're not as good of of a person for whatever reason. Well, I think it's so. a very apt comparison too because I think it gets back to what I was saying about possessiveness or property, right? Are you bothered by the idea of, of your partner seeing someone else because that's your partner, that's your property? How yeah. dare someone use my property right and if that's the way you're thinking about that about your partner as opposed to like that is a human being with their own desires their own motivations their own uh free will um yeah you know i love this one that you wrote down 
Um, I'm gonna jump down this this little list of misconceptions we you made. Um, does it mean you're a slut? Yeah. So <laughs> I got this. I got double duty on this one. I got this one oh. both for being polyamorous and for being bisexual. Both of these uh, things yes. land at the same time. With my, uh, they, they both sort of came out at the same time when I was on a date with someone. Uh, and like, oh, you're one of those. One of those. Like, well, you just want to have lots of sex with lots of people. You don't care who. You just want to sleep around with everyone. And you're you're just justifying it. But, oh, I'm polyamorous. And I'm like, uh, no. So, so being bisexual doesn't mean that I'm just trying to double my available dating pool, right? That wasn't a conscious decision on my part. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, especially considering um, in, in in the relationship that I'm in, typically it's me being okay with you know me being okay with my partner seeing other people and sleeping around with other people, and typically it's not so I can sleep around with other people. Uh, so if anything, it's almost the reverse of that. But um, yeah, no, I, I think this idea of, of saying, oh, doesn't it just mean that you're a slut? It's just morally condemning it, right? It's this belief that oh. Monogamy is correct. Monogamy is normal. Therefore, monogamy is what's moral. And so if you want anything outside of monogamy, you're an immoral person. You are promiscuous. And, and it's a lot of attaching moral condemnation to something just because it's different. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same with, you know, folks who just have like open relationships or, you know, they like to just have other play partners or, you know, even single Single folks who are like, I don't want a relationship, yeah. but I do want to have fun. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if if that's what you enjoy, then do that. Like, the my only ever thing is just be like, just be safe and and, and be open yeah. and be honest enough with yourself to call it that. I think what's really frustrating to me uh, is people who I think would be happier in polyamorous relationships insisting i actually had a friend for whom this was the case they eventually years later became polyamorous but they gave me such a hard time for being polyamorous for years and they're like you know uh, i'm not like that and you know but you could see that they were miserable in their relationship and they you know they would say to me boy i really wish i could i could you know date this person they're really interested in me it's too bad i can't and i'm like well then just talk to your partner and do it like well i'm not just polyamorous and then years later they're like yeah i'm polyamorous i'm like if you were just honest with yourself in the beginning and you asked some of these tough questions, you might have saved yourself years of denying something that you, you probably wanted deep down. I want to interject. I want to, I want to, yes. um, you know how I'm so good at derailing things sometimes. Here you go. <laughs> um, I want to know when it comes to um, polyamory. Um, so you are currently in a relationship with, two other individuals right yeah um so do those two individuals uh love each other just as much as they love you like do they do no. stuff together or no. or is it like a triangle type thing but you're the top triangle and you're <laughs> if we were to describe shapes to it it would be like a v shape right where i guess i'm at the intersection between these two points so they're 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 friends so they know each other um, you know, when, when one part, I live with one of uh, my partners and the other one comes over very frequently, typically we'll stay here on the weekend and stuff. Um, we all do things together. It's so like, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll eat dinners together. We'll play board games together. We'll watch movies together. We spend time together, you know, all sorts of things. They like each other. They're quite good friends. Um, 
but no, they're they're not romantically attracted to each other. Um, and they are allowed to see other people as well. So like if, if either of them wanted to go date someone, yeah, go go for it. Absolutely go for it. You're welcome to. Um but yeah, so that's sort of just that's what the shape of it looks like currently. Gotcha. Thank you. You are the bottom of the V. The, yeah, or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess if there's a V, I'm at the, the 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 corner of the V at the bottom. I guess I've just always had the misconception, I guess, that you know it's more of like a polyamory was like a triangular relationship. I don't know if you've heard that term before. That's what I've yeah. So yeah, or a throuple, or a, yeah, a triad. Yeah. yeah, and it can be. And this this is getting back to the, uh, and. One of the one of the one of the misconceptions is that that there's only one way to be polyamorous, and I think this does a disservice to a lot. I ran into this being bisexual, right? This idea of well, in my head, bisexuality was you are fifty fifty equally attracted uh, to men or to women, which doesn't even get into the issue of you know non-binary people and such. But in my head, I was always told if you're bisexual, you have to have gone on just as many dates with boys as with girls, and if not, then you're either a gay person in denial or you're a straight person who's kind of confused, right? And so for years, that belief led me to kind of think, oh, I guess I don't count as bisexual, right? Um, and I think a lot of people do that same thing when it comes to polyamory. They think, oh, well, like, you know, the relationship I'm kind of looking for isn't necessarily a thruple, right, or a triad. Therefore, I guess I must not be polyamorous. I must be something else, right? And, and so I think they, they unnecessarily keep themselves from delving into it further because they don't realize it. No, you fall under that umbrella too. Have you been in a poly, uh, uh, sorry, another question for you, Nuka. Have you ever been in a polyamory relationship where the two individuals hated each other or disliked each other? No. Um, and, and I actually think that would be a tricky one, right? I, I think it could be done in theory, right? But I think that it would, it would, be difficult because again like everyone consents a big part of polyamory is that everyone consents everyone's okay with this and if one partner really really hated the you know the the other person so so if if i was dating someone they really hated the the other person i was dating it would be really hard for me to get consent from them to go do things with this other person right so and that's part of uh polyamory if you want to talk about sort of what makes it work it's this idea of open communication and respect, right? So it's, it, I, I truly do respect if one of my partners were to say to me, you know what, that's that one person, I really don't feel comfortable with that. I think, you know, that that's a line that I'm putting in, that I'm putting down that I say, I, I, I'm not good with that. I'm willing to respect, I'm either willing to either respect that and say, okay, for us to stay in a relationship, I will respect that. Or to say, you know what, uh, I, I, okay, you're allowed to have your opinion. Uh, that might be a deal breaker for me, in which case I'll break it off with this person to go be with this other person. But it, but it would be very difficult for me to imagine a circumstance where everyone's communicating openly and respectful of wishes and still being able to, to navigate that if they really hate each other, right? Now, you don't have to be best of friends, right? Like maybe uh, I've certainly been in relationships where the, you know, some of the people I was dating, you know, they just had no interest in the other person, but like they didn't hate each other. That can certainly work. But yeah, man, it's it's really hard for me to imagine making it work when there's actual animosity between uh, two of the people involved. Sorry, the only reason why I brought that up is just because people are complicated. 
you know? Oh, absolutely. People are really, really complicated, and we all go through different aspect, different things in our lives. Sometimes it's really stressful. So adding another individual to the mix, I can see that there's super huge positives, and then <laughs> there's there can be <laughs> some additional layers to that as well. I'm sure. I will 100% agree with that. Like, it, it, people are dynamic, right? So in, in any given relationship just between two people, it's dynamic. It'll change over time. You know, one person having a bad day will throw off the balance of everything. The more people you add to the mix, it does become exponentially more complex. Uh, I will definitely agree that uh, polyamorous relationships are more complex relationships. And, and certainly a lot of people would not want to juggle that. I've definitely been in circumstances where uh, you know, if you think it's bad enough, you know, uh, one of your partners is having a really bad day and you're trying to be supportive. Now, try to try to imagine when you got two partners who are both having really bad days and you're trying to simultaneously juggle both of their needs. Um, you do definitely get into situations like that where it is much more complex than what you would find with just a single relationship. Uh, and for some folks, that's not worth it. I, I still think it's worth it. For but, but there's positives to that as well, because the other oh, yeah. side of it, one of you is probably in a good mood and good moods mm. can tend to um, brush off. So and, and help them to be able yeah. to have a good mood yeah. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's something wonderful about the fact that, like, if, if I'm needing a pick me up, if I'm needing to just sort of be put in a good mood and one of my partners is really not feeling it that day, I can I, I oh no no that's cool respect you you can can have some time to yourself or whatever whatever you need i can go to the other person and say hey i need some cheering up today and so it's it's you've got a bigger in the same way that you would do with friends right one of your friends is busy yeah. go to the other friend to hang out with today yeah um we're kind of running out of time on on this portion but one thing i want to try and touch on a little bit is like there's a lot of stigma and like a lot of things around, you know, like you said before, you say the word polyamory and everybody, you know, clutches their pearls and says, oh, God, no, that's terrible. How could you do mind. that? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's one of those where it's still something that, you know, you, there's such a big stigma and misconceptions behind yeah. it. Um, In ways that are hard like, to understand for a lot of folks who aren't polyamorous. Yeah. So yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like I've if I was to ever be in a polyamorous like full polyamorous relationship, like I've thought about it and I was like, how the hell would I tell like my parents or my you know family, you know like my friends? I feel I would understand because we're all kind of on the same page. But like you know I've got highly religious parents, mm -hmm. and you know so and they're they're kind of conservative. They're 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 relaxing as they get older. But still, it's one of those where, you know, since coming out and be, you know, coming out as transgender and all of that, like, it's up being a whole roller coaster. So it's like, how do you, how do you deal with that with like people that you know are going to be terrible? Yeah, and it, 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 part of it is just trying to surround yourself with people who are supportive, right? Um, in the same way that if you're LGBTQ, right, the the best social support you can find is to you know find other people who are like you. Uh, and the stigma isn't just doesn't just come from like uh, like I, I you know some of the smaller things that that come up are things like on a first date with someone right if you want to burn a first date really quickly tell them you're a furry and tell them you're polyamorous and watch them <laughs> watch them run away I've definitely seen that happen before but it it's essential you really do have to be upfront with this and say look just so you know what you're getting into from the very beginning cards mm -hmm. all on the table right I'm polyamorous this is a thing that you are not okay with 
we can end it now because you're going to have to be okay with this if you want to date me. That's just the way it is. Um, so that kind of stigma is one thing, but also systemic stigma. So things like um, someone's in the hospital, right? I'm in the hospital and both my partners want to come see me, right? Or they have to agree on kind of medical decision that gets made about, right? How, how does that get navigated, right? Our system kind of only recognizes in a, in a one, yeah, partner. one partner, right? So, um, or things like um, uh, uh, everything from the tax code. Who are you allowed to marry? To med- A really good example, medical insurance, right? Uh, I got yeah. two partners uh, on my, I got two partners and I've got medical insurance that will cover a spouse and my family. I'm like, well, okay, I've got two partners. Which of them gets covered, right? What, what, or, you know, why, why do only one of them get covered? This is my family. I don't have kids independent. I have two partners. So why can I not get both of them covered? But if I had 20 kids, they would all be covered, right? So yeah. there's a million little tiny, even, even things like infighting um, within the LGBTQ community, because I think there is, there is overlap. There's research showing that polyamorous people are more likely to be bisexual uh, or pansexual. Um, but at things like pride parades, right? Like, is there a place for pansexuality at a pride parade? Uh, and this is debated. People will have debates about this. This has been an issue in the past. Uh, and there's a lot of like throwing each other under the bus, right? So uh, if you're, you know, LGBTQ, you might think, oh God, we don't want the added stigma of those crazy poly people here. So screw them. I don't want them as part of this. Uh, and so it's very easy to throw one group under the bus when they get some bad press rather than, uh, standing shoulder to shoulder with all of us, you know, uh, uh, as a, a united front. Awesome. Yeah, it's definitely a topic that, like, you can spend a lot of time discussing the nuances on. Um, that can, yeah, that will just take up a lot more time than what we have right now. But you want to finish us off with your I was just going to say, uh, you talked a lot about throwing, you know, people under the bus, different things like that. I was just going to ask you guys. That's not the question uh, I wanted. Who are we throwing um, this time? I mean, I got thrown out last time. So who's getting thrown out the window this time? I think Rue. I think we can throw uh, Rue again. Just I think Rue yes. can get thrown out the good. window again. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Right. Woo, we're going to do it again. Let's go, Rue. Okay. We're going to throw to our last break, and we will be back. Okay, well, now that we have Rue out of left field. Is his leg <laughs> supposed to be backward like that? <laughs> Again? Uh, I'm hurting. It's okay. He's just like a Lego person. We'll just like stick him together. Put him back later. together. Oh, yeah. I'm all better now. It's okay yeah. if parts are backward. Yeah. yeah, it's 
They still work. Hey, that part's not supposed to be there. You need to move it into the front. Uh, anyway. Wow. <laughs> It'll be 50 wow. bucks to fix that mistake. <laughs> That's what friends are for. Yep. Uh, Manamana. Uh, <laughs> you started uh, it, Click. This that's is all your I've fault. Got. This uh. is your fault, Click. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we will. Let's jump into final thoughts. Um, I'm actually. You know what, Click? Let's start with you for final thoughts. Um, Rue is weird. This we know. <laughs> um, no, just um. You know, it's kind of like a lot of things we talk about. It's you know, it's not for everybody, but uh, you know, for if if it's if if it makes your life more fulfilling, there's definitely a place for it. Yeah. What about you, Rue? I think that when it comes to people's relationships, I think that you need to stick your nose somewhere else. <laughs> and, <laughs> like wow. And if if people are happy with what they're currently doing, let them be them. Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, it's definitely one that I think is more people learn about what polyamory is, and hopefully we can start seeing, start having it in a better light. Um, I think more people will will understand kind of where people come from, and it's like you said. I like the the analogy you made of, well, you have one friend. Why do you need more? You know, it's a great way to look at it because everybody need like likes to have a group of friends, and there's nothing wrong with having a group of people that you know you love maybe more than friends, or you love your friends enough to be like, hey, let's let's do this, and it's um. Definitely something to not put your nose up at if if it's something you feel could work for you and work for your relationships. Um, it's definitely definitely cool. But Nuka, what? Uh, well, how about Voss? Give you some time to give your your last your final thoughts on this since you've got the one who's are, got are we, the most are we asking Voss? Or we want? Does Voss want <laughs> to be involved? You're just going to ignore me. That's I mean, fine. you normally I'm, want I'm to be ignored, ignored. so. Oh, but what about thoughts? you, Voss? My only thoughts on it is that the key is communication. Talk, 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 talk with everyone involved. The more everyone knows, the easier and smoother things are going to be. Yeah. yeah. Never stop. Never stop talking to each other. Always but, right. Don't stop <laughs> believing. No! <laughs> stop it, Rue. Can we put him out the window again? All right, Nuka, <laughs> what about you? Your What are your final thoughts? All right, I guess uh, final thoughts are some, some sort of real quick rapid fire from a person who's been polyamorous for over a decade. Um, uh, as was said, communication, trust, self-reflection, these are all key, right? So uh, know yourself well enough to know if this is something you want to do. Always be talking about it with your partner. It, a, a discussion about polyamory should never begin with, oh, I got caught cheating. Well, hey, sweetie, this might be a really good time to talk about whether we want to be polyamorous or not. Um, okay. Right? So, so be open and honest with yourself. Talk to your partner. 
trust is needed, right? A lot of people see polyamory and think, well, that's just a relationship where they can't commit or they don't trust each other, not realizing that more often than not, more trust is needed in your partner to be able to be comfortable with them going to see someone else, right, for the weekend or something like that. Um, equality is really important, right? So relationships should be between equals. That's even more important in polyamory to make sure that, like, someone isn't being exploited or misled. Nothing is more sad than a person who is in a relationship that's polyamorous thinking, well, maybe maybe if I stick around and I'm a really good partner, maybe someday they'll see that they only want to be with me and we can actually be monogamous, right? Like it, it, you need to be honest about what everyone wants, communicate that, make sure that no one is being exploited or misled in the relationship. Um, make sure you lay all your cards out on the table up front, right? A relationship's going to go much better if it's built polyamorous from the start rather than trying to shoehorn and finagle it in five years later and change all the rules. Um, process that jealousy. If you're feeling jealousy, ask yourself, why are you feeling jealous? What does it mean? Um, you know, is this healthy or is there perhaps something, some insecurity, something that's being worked from? And, and finally, I guess just realize it's not for everyone. I mean, a lot of people are not polyamorous and should not be trying to force themselves to be polyamorous. Uh, it's 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 only a thing uh, for you if you feel that way. If it's something you're interested in, consider it. But uh, in no way does this suggest that you you should do it or have to do it. Uh, there's there's nothing wrong with if you can find one person who scratches every itch for you and you're perfectly happy with. I I am so happy for you. Right. We we need to find more happiness in this world, regardless of how you get to it. Hey there, folks. Nuka here, hitting you with a little bit of housekeeping for for what it's worth. Uh, first of all, remember that for what it's worth would not be possible without the support, feedback, and interaction of listeners like you in our wonderful fan community. You can check out all of our past episodes, plus learn more about the show, its host, and what's coming up next on the show on our website, forwhatitsworth.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at forwhatitsworth, no spaces, uh, to get updates on upcoming episodes, to hear latest news about the show, or to get some opportunities to contribute to upcoming episodes. You can also join our Telegram channel where we regularly chat about uh, the upcoming show episodes and random topics and just an opportunity to chat with our friends, uh, chat with our fans. Uh, if you wanna be on the Telegram channel, just contact Rue at WineRedFox on Telegram, all one word, uh, and you'll get added to the Telegram channel. Note that you have to be 18 years of age or older to join the Telegram group. If you want to send us an email uh, or contribute to the mailbag or just get in touch with us in any way, the easiest way to do that is with our email at cast at forwhatitsworth.com. Uh, or you can email any of the specific cast members by just putting their name. So for me, it would be nuka at forwhatitsworth.com or for Rue, it would be Rue at forwhatitsworth.com. Uh, if you want to send us an audio file to be played instead of an email, or if you want to uh, contribute to the idents that play throughout the show, uh, you can upload a recording to us directly through SpeakPipe. That's speakpipe.com slash F-W-I-W. You can put a little recording on there and we can use your voice rather than trying to uh, read it in our own tired voices. Uh, finally, the best way you can help out the show directly is by sharing it with your friends. Our audience grows every episode through word of mouth. So uh, if you like this episode, or if you think you know someone who might be interested in this or any other episodes, uh, let them know where to find us. 
awesome. Well, we don't have any mailbag, guys, so we don't have anything to read, which is sad. Wait, I think we have something out the window. Oh, you want to go get it, Rue? Sure. Okay, there you go. Bye. <laughs> but no. Bye. This has been great. Thank you for all the information, Nuka. I love it. And I think that's a good place to end the episode. What do you guys think? I think so. Okay. Well, this has been Sammy. Hi, Sammy. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> I hate all of you leaving me like the, that. The bill is in the mail. No. Wait. I, <laughs> did I miss something? Yes. I just got back inside. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try this again. This has been Sammy. This has been Rue. And click. And Nuka? <laughs> and then Voss. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this has been... 49.99. For what, what it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.